ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talk to the Dog Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. With me tonight, as always, Mr. Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, como é que é, man? Como é que é, Alfredo? It's been a long, long time, bro. It's been two weeks. It, it seems like it's been longer. For a minute there, I said, are we still doing the Benfica podcast or have we been liquidated? Not liquidated. Fortunately, but... we haven't liquidated our two microphones <laughs> now, and I'm glad that we're back here on the Big we're, we're back. Also with us, uh, Dave de Oliveira up in Canada. What's going on, Dave? Good to be back. Yeah, I felt uh, a long time there, but uh, we enjoyed our holidays, and uh, that's all that matters. And uh, good to be back on again. You know who's not back? Quite possibly Raul de Tomas, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. I don't think you... Easy with the spoilers. Ah, hey, this is what we do here. This is what we do here. Well, hey, at one point, we thought uh, we got rid of Vitoria too, and then he had lasted for another three weeks. So uh, let's just oh. wait and see. Yeah, we all know how that worked out. And with all the missiles in the air, he might confuse them for a light. You're right. You never know. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, and yes, it's it's been a couple of weeks since we've been in, on here. We apologize, but certainly... Uh, you could understand the timing of how the holidays lined up. And because we record on Tuesdays and being Christmas Eve and New, and New Year's Eve uh, on Tuesdays, uh, certainly was a, a tough position to be in to come out and, and record. Uh, Cristiano had his agenda full. I had to uh, eat bacalhau, <laughs> comatatas cozidas, and some grapes the week later. Yeah, Dave uh, was going through some some uh, some bad cold, some, some, chest, uh, some chest stuff there. But we're all here. We're happy to be here. It certainly has been quite a, quite a, a couple, two week, a couple two quite weeks, a couple two <laughs> quite weeks. a couple two weeks, quite, quite a, a few weeks, quite a, a few weeks of being away and 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 seeing all the, the developments. I mean, we got guys uh, running through the streets naked because we signed uh, a German international in Julian Weigel. Um, you know, when I saw that video, all I kept thinking about was that could have been me. It could have been when I said about Morella going for 15 million and being in the in the one piece. In the Borat. And I'm glad. I was like, snap, that could have been me. So thank you, Ajax. By the way, is that, uh, is that still on the table? Bro, at if, some but, point, if, there's if, a statute of limitations. If, at some point. If Morella goes somewhere for 15 million, will you put on the Borat? No, uh, I'll do the naked thing like this guy. I'll do, I'll do even, I'll do naked. And with no blur in the How front. many miles? Oh, you see, it's not you can't because he ran away. one kilometer. Dave, how many miles is one kilometer, dude? It's like 700 feet, 700 feet. three kilometers in a in a mile, roughly. It's a third of what three kilometers in a mile. Well, another one, yeah, two point so it's a third of a mile. It's a third of a mile, it's a third, yeah. of a mile. It's a third yeah. Of a mile. roughly. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, anyway. So, 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 He's definitely not going because, uh, from what we understand, uh, Ajax might be looking at Vlako Dimos. But we'll we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Here's what we got for you. Uh, we'll we'll run through. You got to subscribe to Patreon for that ga- gossip part of the Mexican <laughs> podcast. We'll, we'll, uh, it's the silly season. We'll um we'll we'll give you a, a a brief recap of what happened while we've been uh, away. 
Uh, also, Benfica played, was back in uh, in the league competition against Guimarães this past weekend. We'll talk about that. We'll look ahead to the Avs game that comes up this Friday. And we'll also, Dave is going to run through what we got lined up uh, for the month of January. And we'll talk about news and, and rumors being that uh, we're, we're fully swung onto uh, silly season, as you know. Uh, so we have to endure uh, silly season until the second of February, if I'm not mistaken. That's when it ends. Uh, just, just really quick, quickly, just uh, pulling back uh, the tape. Um, win at Braga, uh, Stubble tie. Uh, that result at Stubble actually saw us out of uh, the League Cup. Uh, not that we weren't going to be out. We really didn't depend on that result to make it through. Uh, Guimarães had to win their game. They were playing against Covilhã. They won the game. Benfica was up to nothing. Uh, let themselves get, uh, let Stubble get back into uh, into the game. Um, so Benfica was at a leak up. Then we had the Braga for uh, the Taça de Portugal, and this was pre Ruben Amorim. I don't know if uh, we should be scared of uh, Braga now that Ruben Amorim has taken over, and the first result of his first game in charge was 7 7 1. Uh, so, uh, you know, we shall see. But, yes, we defeated Braga to move on uh, to the next round of uh, of the Portuguese Cup. So that's what was behind um, us or actually before the new year. Now that the new year is upon us, Benfica um, got back to uh, domestic competitions, I mentioned, against uh, Guimarães. Uh, always, or, or actually Vitória, they like to be called Vitória, not Guimarães. Always a tough... Um, a tough game up uh, at the castle in Guimarães. Uh, I'll give you the lineup. Lacodimus was in goal. Tavares, Dias, Ferro, and Grimaldo. Tarata and Gabriel. Pizza, Servi. Chiquinho and Vinicius. So not not much uh, change there. Um, this is the the eleven that is that is probably amassed the most minutes at this point together. And, and look, uh, we saw last year. When Benfica played Guimarães, they had that back-to-back uh, fixtures. One was for the Liga Nós and the other one was for the Tasa Liga, if I'm not mistaken. And Benfica edged out Guimarães on both games, I think, by one goal difference. And um, this game was to uh, was not to be different. Um, very, very tough game uh, with, uh, with Benfica really... Um, Having a hard time in the in the beginning of the game, penetrating Guimarães. Guimarães playing very solid, uh, playing in very short space uh, between their forward line and their back line, and really compacting the midfield for Benfica, uh, closing down uh, passing lanes, closing down the, the pockets of space in between lines, and, and Benfica really, uh, really had a, a hard time. Uh, Guimarães actually had most of the chances in the first half. Uh, Benfica had one chance, and the one chance that they had, a uh, Chervi. Uh, capitalized and and got uh, Benfica up ahead in in a one in the twenty third minute one nothing uh, by Chervi and, and that's how um, the game would uh, hold up again second half different attitude Benfica now played a little bit more defensive again Guimarães with uh, with uh, with more of the possession more of the initiatives more of the chances and it was a really tough game uh, for Benfica and Benfica hasn't I don't think Benfica has lost in Guimarães for, for quite some time and I, I don't have that stat in, in front of me and I don't know if, if they've put that up um, but always a tough uh, game up in um, in Guimarães and this wasn't to be uh, look you got a team coming back from from a, a long pause uh, and that's no excuse but for me 
and it wasn't one of the best Benfica performances. But for me, I thought that defensively, um, the team was good. And the other thing is that the team defended well, and at no point was I um, afraid or did I fear that Benfica was going to lose uh, control, uh, th that defensive control of the game. Yeah, and the few times that Vlaco Dimos was called upon, he came up big. So, uh, you know, tip my cap to him. Uh, definitely has earned us some points this season. I know a lot of us question his ability uh, at the beginning of the season, whether Benfica should sign a uh, new number one. But one thing right now off of what we've seen so far in the first five, six months of the season here for Benfica is that Vlaco Dimos is your undisputed number one goalkeeper. And the only thing they should be worried about is bringing in a number two guy that could play in the in the Tassas and could, could, could you know, obviously step up and take up the big minutes in case, in case of an injury for, uh, for Vlaco. Um, Look, I think we've said this a couple of times this year that the result was more important than the way the team played. Um, uh, the result was more important than the performance, and this is exactly a case of that. Uh, Benfica, we all knew it was going to be very tough to go into Guimarães and come away with the victory, but they did what they had to do. This is what championship team does. They win when their backs are against the wall. You could obviously say that Guimarães were by far the better side. They created more chances. They had more shots. Benfica realistically scored on their very first shot of the game. Uh, I mean, let's call it what it is. Sorto caralho. You know, by, 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 what, what do you call it? Chervi with his right foot off balance. It, it was kind of like a pass to the goalkeeper. But look, luckily enough, it trickled through, caught the goalie going the other way. Credit to him. But Benfica, very fortunate to go into the half with the lead. There was obviously a dubious um, PK in favor of Guimarães or a foul right before uh, uh, before Diaz gets his arms over. Was it Douglas, whatever his name was? Davidson. It was close. Douglas started with a D. Um you know, obviously, you could dispute that. Uh, depends who you're rooting for. Depends what your interests are. That's very disputable. But at the end of the day, Benfica went into the half with the lead. But again, I thought Guimarães were very unlucky to be down at the half. And then the second half, again, as I mentioned, Vlaco Dimos came up big. But Benfica did what they had to do in a Campeonato and the Portuguese League, knowing when they're going up north, things are going to get hectic. The passion, the hate towards Benfica is elevated to tremendous heights. We saw that, unfortunately, both sets of fans, um, you know, throwing uh, the playing musical the, chairs, playing, you know, throwing chairs on the field, pyros on it, pyroteca, pyrotechnia. What do you call it? Pyro? What do you? Pyros. Pyros. Pyrotechnic. Not pirates. Whatever. Throwing the pyros. flares. Flares. Throwing the flares. The game had to be stopped. It was ugly scenes. We did not like to see that at a game. But again, Benfica did what they had to do to win the game. There's a lot of questionable um, plays, a lot of questionable ticky-tack fouls here and there. But at the end of the day, a team that's going to win a Campeonato, they're going to go through their ups and downs. And anytime you travel travel up north to Guimarães, it's going to be a tough place to play. And Benfica, fortunately enough for us, Benfica came away, came away with the three points. They found a way to get through a very tough team. And you know what? On to the next one at home against Steve Dobbs on the week um, Friday, not on the weekend. Right. Yeah, uh, the biggest thing is, is, as Cristiano mentioned, it's always tough to play up there and, and you come out uh, out of there with the three points. But Benfica's out of the other two direct rivals that we have, Benfica's the only one uh, that has played Guimarães at their stadium, at the Do Alfonso Henriques. Both Port and Sporting beat uh, Guimarães, but it was at their home stadium. So look, I hope that Guimarães is able to put the same level of effort when playing against our direct rivals. Yes, but with that in mind, it's also fair to mention, but Fika still does have to go into the Ladrão and to Alvalade as well, last game of the year to, to top it off. Absolutely right. So they still do have to play those two very tough games on the road. But you know what? 
we'll get into that a little bit later yeah. on because Benfica's doing a good job with, 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 with sorting out their, their own house. Dave, what did you think of the game, man? Um, yeah, it was definitely not a, a great performance uh, by us in terms of uh, the control of play. We, we definitely had... Uh, our struggles creating offensively. Uh, we did capitalize on the the one, uh, the few chances we did have at least. Um, but overall, at the end of the year, you're going to say that we got the three points. You're not going to say, "Oh, it was three points," but we didn't we didn't play well. At the end of the year, you just look at the amount of points that uh, you collect, and that's uh, three points that we just banked. Uh, doesn't matter the uh, the performance we put on. We uh, went into a hostile territory, picked up the three points, and. Uh, we haven't lost uh, at Guimarães since uh, February 2012 was the last time that uh, we lost uh, against Guimarães there. So uh, quite a streak going on uh, up there. And speaking of streaks, uh, 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 Lage just equaled uh, the streak that is, is being held by Rui Vitória of 16 away uh, wins. That's consecutive wins. And and there's something else, right? Because uh, they've Lage closed out the circle. Uh, in terms of 34 games played uh, now for the Liga Noge, and I know that it's split between two seasons, but quite a record in these 34 games. Yeah, 32 wins, one draw, uh, one loss, and uh, 110 goals scored and 21 uh, goals against. Uh, so he took over this uh, club at the first week uh, or second week of uh, January last season after uh, Rui Vitoria lost uh, against Porto Menes in the, the first week of uh, January. And uh, it's been, uh, I guess you want to call it smooth sailing uh, ever since, minus uh, the Porto game. Sailing. sailing. Yeah, uh, minus the Porto game uh, at the beginning of this year. But uh, there was some rough. Guys on, yeah, there's some rough waters. But uh, he's uh, on quite a run right now. And... Uh, He's uh, like you said. He tied uh, Rui Vitoria's record and uh, one more uh, away victory, and he'll have the uh, record for himself. Yeah, the, I would say the, the biggest negative, the negative uh, of that game was that up picking up his fifth yellow card, and, and therefore. But but that could have been strategic too, though. I think if uh, he gets the suspension for uh, against the Abj this Friday, but that makes him available against Sporting the the next game afterwards so i think it might have been even uh, strategic on his part there that that along with you know julian vega will be ready to play the next game at home so why not as dave said strategically miss the game against Petit make sure you're available for sporting let julian come in step in your place get some minutes get adapted you know to portuguese football understand what it's like to to play with your new teammates because you do have a monster game coming up the very following weekend against your Crosstown rivals. So as Dave mentioned, oh, you know, strategic uh, uh, Vago in mind. It just, I think, I think this was planned. I don't think this was uh, by no stretch, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, any type of uh, act. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a, a time wasting foul too. It wasn't a, a tackle or a harsh, uh, harsh tackle. It was a complete time waste, uh, wasting foul, uh, which caused the card. So I think it was even more strategic. Yeah, well, at least it wasn't one of those uh, in the 90-plus minutes and he just pushes somebody deliberately so he pick up the yellow card. Uh, at least Sergio wasn't Ramos style. <laughs> Sergio, or even Pizzi. We've seen Pizzi do that. Um, before we get into the, the next uh, game for the Liga Nage, which will be against Tavish, let's go, let's let's do some 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 house-cleaning items here. Uh, and, and Cristiano already mentioned uh, Julian Weigel. Um, is it Weigel? Weigel? Weigel. 
Weigel. Weigel. Weigel. And it, apparently the J is silent too. Weigel. Um, what what's that app? Isn't there something on the internet that will allow you to uh to spell the players' names? Can oh. you look that up? There's a YouTube page, I believe. Dave, can you look that up? Weigel. That's it. We'll stop the, the bus stop. Weigel, I heard. Weigel. 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 The W is a V and the A is a uh. Vagel. Vagel. Cristiano, uh, Cristiano Oliveira, always the linguistic. I'm telling you what it, it is. It's a polyglotta. Opa, I hung out you know with what, over the weekend. You, you know what rhymes with polyglotta? Idiota. Yeah. Uh, Gaivota. Pronounced <laughs> 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 Julian. Vagel. Weigel. It's not Weigel, it's Vagel. Uh, on YouTube, there's a video on YouTube right there. If you had a... Okay. Do, uh, Aqui vai. Oh, Aqui yeah. Vagel. 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 Oh, this guy went into red too. Yo, what are you doing, bro? We got binders listening to this. Pronouncenames.com. Oh, I do. Oh, all right, though. Vagel. Vagel. See? Vagel. Vagel. Not Vagel, it's Vagel. 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 Vai, like vai andar. Vai So there you are. Uh, 20 million. And, and uh, the news actually uh, broke out a few weeks ago, right? And I, I don't think anybody. The uh, rumors. Not the, the news. Well, it was news that Befica was interested. Uh, and I don't think that anybody in Befica land really believed. In our last podcast, which was like last year. If you recall, last year we said. I believe it when I see it. When I see it, and I guess we last saw year, it. you're right. Last year, that was your last decade. <laughs> last decade, exactly. <laughs> We've been known that. Uh, yeah, so I don't think anybody uh, really believed, but they, then it it started getting traction, uh, right? And then uh, things started uh, composing themselves. And I think it took a little bit of Rui Costa convincing. Rui Costa was a, with his magic charm. Uh, and also, it, it definitely helped that uh, that Witzel uh, is at Dortmund and Witzel could speak to Benfica and Guerrero, who is a, a massive Benfica supporter. Uh, and that's his childhood dream is to one day don the Benfica jersey. Uh, definitely spoke wonders of, of Benfica and definitely that helped convince. Of course, the 20 million uh, helped too. But when you have played uh, 20 million for uh, RDT and, and 17 million for Vinicius, um, Hey, Weigel, Weigel is definitely a player of caliber for 20 million. I think that if you said I have to spend 20, 25 million on on Weigel, Cristiano, would you say that's that's a fair price for a player like it Weigel? Is, it is a 24 year old, a guy that's played over 120 German international games at, at, on on. Thank you. I was gonna get to that. 24 games. <laughs> No, how many? How many games? He's played over 120 games for Borussia Dortmund. He's played five times for the German national team. A guy that brings different types of exposure to the Portuguese league. I think it's a tremendous investment by Benfica. Now he has the pressure coming in and performing. But I think, based on what we've seen over over the last four years with Borussia Dortmund, I don't expect or anticipate any difficulties uh, from adapting with the uh, with Benfica. I think it's a little bit different than when you have youngsters coming from South America. Total different culture, total different adaptation. I, I think that this is going to be step back in a way. It's going to be easier competition than he usually faces on a week to week basis yeah. with a Borussia Dortmund in the Bundesliga. So I do think he'll come in. It'll adapt well to the team. And I think it's been a fascinating signing for Benfica. It shows that Benfica is once again um, in the business of, of acquiring good players.
good quality players. It's no longer about money and age. It's about if the guy could play, we're bringing him in regardless of where he's coming from. And then anytime, anytime a player makes a switch, we're talking about a 24-year-old player. We're not talking about a 32, 33. This is a player that hasn't even hit his prime, and he's leaving the Borussia Dortmunds of the world where – He's played in 20 or 26 games this year. We're not talking about a guy that, you know, has got cobwebs on his ass because he's been sitting on the bench for so long. This is a guy that gets burned, that gets minutes on a team like Borussia Dortmund, one of the biggest teams throughout all of Europe, 80,000 strong each, each week at the stadium. Um, and he comes to the Portuguese league. I think that sends a tremendous message to the rest of the players around the world and people in Portugal as well that, whoa, snap, Benfica is doing some special things here. And I think to us as Benfiquistas, the things we should be more excited about, it's not only the addition of a Julian Vago, a Julian Vago, whatever, it's that... That doesn't show my bagel or me. It's bagel, cream cheese, uh, poppy bagel. But I think it's the fact that he's come over and I think that Ricosta, as you mentioned before, Tiago Pinto, this is what I'm excited about, is they had to sell him on a project. They had to sell them on an idea, on a vision of what Benfica could be. And I think that this is the beginning of Benfica reinforcing the team. And I know that we're only now in January, halfway through uh, the, the Liga Nords this season. But I think this is with a bigger picture in mind. And that's the part I'm excited about, which is next year putting a formidable team to finally be taken serious in Europe. I think they're going to want to make a statement in the Champions League, get out of the group. They're sick and tired of being embarrassed in that competition. So I think there's more to follow. I don't think Julian Vega is the last one. I think there's more to follow. And I'm very excited about that message that they had to portray to him, right, in order to get him on board. And again, I don't want to tap myself on the back here, but ladies and gentlemen, it's what I do best. Once I went on the little rant about them not signing the Maria, things have kind of changed. So I'm glad that Luis Lee Vieta, Ricos, and everybody's listening to the Benfica nice. podcast on a week weekly basis. And, and that I've, I've helped in some way, to change their idea and to get ah, these guys... Headphones. Oh, I just know one thing for sure. Before I said it, I'm the arms of leadership. I said it, and we're doing things. It's not a coincidence. Well, you they have, do listen to the Benfica podcast. Well, you, you do have Thiago <laughs> Pinto's number. I, I do, actually, but I haven't called him lately. But yeah. I do have it. Uh, Dave, what did you think of the Wiggle uh, sign, and do you know what number he's going to be wearing? Bagel! He, he's 28... I'll tell you that much. Um, that's not his age. That's his number. Yeah, that's uh, his, his number on his, the back of the uh, the kit there. But uh was very shocked. Uh, obviously, uh, very uh, impressed uh, with a player of his caliber joining the team. What what shocks me is that why why they're doing this investment now and not uh, two years ago when we were going for the almighty uh, Penta. But uh, I don't know if this is uh, the team getting the... Uh, the money from the João Felix transfer and now uh, investing it in uh, members uh, for this squad. I don't know if that has a, a role to play with it, but um, to compare it a little bit to North American sports, I know it's it's not quite uh, the same here, but um, you you see a lot of trades and in, in trading for prospects. So if Benfica is wants to develop these players at uh, Seychelles and then sell them off to the uh, bigger sharks. 
at least they go. They they're showing now that they're going to spend some money in and bring in uh, some players to integrate with the the uh, young guys from Seychelles and not just have a, a whole made in Seychelles team. They're going to sell their their so called prospects or their their, their young guys and, and invest that money and bring in some players like uh, Weigel in this team and, and reinforce the team so that it's just not all uh, these prospects and, and they have some key players to build around the the team as well. Well, you said you don't know why they're investing now, you know, as opposed to two years ago. I, I just before you started talking, I told you why they invest because they listened to me on the last podcast. That's why they invest now, Dave? As you said, I speak of the truth. We got the shirt to prove and everything. Speak of the truth. Now, listen. We <laughs> when you tell a truth, uh, when you tell a lie enough times, people will eventually believe you. It's is it a lie though? Did I not go off on a rent? You did. He's going off that many rants, but it can neither be confirmed they, they or denied they, they, that Befica heard you. But did it? But did they change their ways after? That's it. So I'm sticking to now, Dave. Listen, <laughs> as you mentioned, they're going to sell their prospects to bring in players that are already made. Look, it's not just about selling prospects. The one thing about Befica, and I think all of us have been bitching about over the last couple of years, is that you can't just turn and you know fill the team of kids from. The Benfica B, the Seychelles, the under 18, the account, when the guys aren't ready. I think what this does is look, you're going to sell the players in order to make a profit. But at the same time, the special kid, the Juan Felixes, are still going to play if they're that good. It just, we don't, we can't afford, we don't have the luxury of throwing kids up. And like we've done with, with, with the kid Tomas on the right, look, he, he shows flourishes, but he's not ready. And we've rushed them up too quickly. Not saying that this kid in a year, two years, three years from now is not going to be a quality right back. And probably one of the best in, you know, in, in Portugal, one of the, you know, playing for the Portuguese national. But today, as we speak, he's not ready for this level. And that's the mistake that Benfica was making is that for a minute there, they felt as if, Look, it's worked with Renato. It's worked with 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 with, uh, with the Ruben Diaz. It's worked with John Felix. So it's going to work with everyone else. When look, every player is different. Youngsters all need different times to adapt. And I think they finally realized that that the way that they were going, the route they were taking, was successful to a certain extent. It was good enough to get them through the rigors of the Portuguese league, but not good enough to get them through the Europa leagues and the Champions League. And when Benfica wants to be the respected club throughout European football, they need to some at some point step up their game and perform at that level. Now, most likely, the biggest reason, Dave, the biggest direct you know, answer to your question of why now, obviously followed closely by listening to me here on the podcast, Biggest reason is elections are coming up. Mm. And look, he needs to put a formidable team, show that he's invested some of the money he's made in John Felix and that he's into big time acquisitions. And there's that pressure of trying to leave it because let's not forget over the last couple of years, the club, the coaching staff, the president, the front, of every, they've taken a lot of heat yeah. from Benfica's performances. There is. There is the Vietistas, the guys that are blind and the followers, right? They're going to follow, you know, whichever direction the club. But there has been a lot of opposition as well. So, yeah, especially I, I think in, it's a combination of all those things. I think, it, sure. Um, I think, look, uh, us fans, right? And, and looking at what Bifika has done in Europe um, in the past couple few years, we're certainly embarrassed, disappointed, frustrated. Um, I, I'm sure that the people that feel this club and, and I don't know how much Aurelius feels the club, 
but certainly Rui Costa feels the club. I think that Tiago Pinto, from what I know of him, and I don't know him personally, I, I, I think that he feels the club too. These guys are just as frustrated uh, as we are, but uh, they are they have inside information in terms of what the plan is for the team. Uh, and there's been a large emphasis on recuperating this club uh, financially. Uh, so there's those priorities, but I think that this is definitely a step in the right direction. Will we see more? Uh, certainly there's rumors out there. Uh, Brun Guimarães is another one and, and we'll get into him uh, shortly, uh, but certainly this really uh, shows that Benfica is serious about putting together a team that can compete not only in Portugal, because this team is more than enough to compete in Portugal, but also in Europe. And the fact that we're going into the Europa League now, um, and Wiggle Weigel might not be able uh, might not be able to play. Right, it might be cup tied. He, he could play Europa League. Yeah, he, he didn't play for Dortmund in the Champions League. Change the rules that you could actually go ahead and play okay. In the so I did not know that, but yeah, but that's fine. I don't know for hundred percent, but I'm pretty. But certainly, pretty close. um, here here's one thing, and I think I I mentioned this to to some people, and I think that I mentioned this to to you also, Cristiano. Um, there's been an, an an effort as of recent past three, four, five months of Benfica uh, bettering people's players' contracts, right? Whether it's to increase their clause. Uh, but really, Benfica has made an effort to pay guys, right? And my thing was that Benfica was really setting up these guys, right? Guys like Ruben Dias, uh, guys like uh, other, other Ferro that are out there. Rafa. To be able to be comfortable, if there's a big-time uh, player that Benfica goes and gets, and, and certainly Weigel could, could fit within that mold. Legal. Uh, Wagle, okay, uh, it's gonna take me a while to get that. Vagel, um, I'm gonna call him Bagel. Um, certainly, when you bring a guy of his caliber, certainly his salary is going to be high. How does that compare to the team, right? So, if if there's a huge disparity between guys like Ruben Diaz and Ferro, guys that even though they, they were brought from the uh, Seychelles, are guys uh, that feel the club. And that have made their contribution to the club, albeit already at a at a very early age. Certainly, we don't want to have huge disparity between the salaries of players because that could create uh, some rifts within the locker room. So I could see uh, that perhaps there was an effort, and I'm not I'm not saying this is true or not, but perhaps that there was an effort on Befica to make sure that the salary levels for for players are more or less in line uh, with what what new guys and any players of, of uh, Bagel's stature would uh, would make. So certainly I could understand that. Um, so look, goodbye. I think there isn't one Bifiquista out there that is not uh, happy with, uh, with this acquisition. Uh, the biggest question here, Cristiano, is where does he fit in the system? Well, and who sits? To me, the biggest question is... is this is a tremendous signing, but I think now you have too many cooks in the, in the kitchen. I think Feja needs to see you know find another place i th to play i think samadis is surplus uh will jetson leave right now i i think there's so many questions that need to be answered at the moment because as you mentioned what system are we going to play who's going to come out for him and i think the easiest thing to say right now is look if we don't switch uh back to a 4-3-3 which is actually 
something I would do, but that would be with the addition of a Burungi Marais, which I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But I think it's take out that opt and play Vega in his spot alongside Gabriel and let those two guys boss the midfield, box to box, control the middle. You know? And then maybe it frees up uh, uh, Tarapt to play that second striker role and split the minutes with a Chiquinho. I think that's a way to attack it. But again, there's still too many guys right now on the team, um, and they need to find a place for him. Zico Vic needs to find a spot. Feja needs to find a spot. Uh, Jetson looks like he's gone his way out somewhere in England to some sort of loan with an option to buy. Uh, Florentino someone... I wouldn't mind uh, loaning out so he could get those minutes under him. But again, you got to make a very smart decision here because they can't all leave. I mean, it's only going to be one or two guys that need to leave because at the end of the day, uh, with Weigel and Gabriel, you still need a guy to to back them up in case of injury, in case of suspension. I know Tarap could play that position. But, you know, you'd like to think Florentino will be the guy that probably sticks back that the team's going to hold Does he get to start this weekend? Weigel? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he does. I think this Friday. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, look, I I could also see them starting, but the problem is, but Florentino hasn't played. Florentino hasn't even been convocado for for a lot of these last uh, games. So that that's the reason why I think he starts because Samaris and Florentino haven't exactly been the first options off the bench. Maybe Samaris will start, and then you bring in Vigo in the second half to get him a. Uh, you know, adapted to Portuguese football, playing that side of the lose, get a nice ovation. Uh, that that's definitely a possibility. But I would not be surprised if if he was to go ahead and start this weekend against Sporting Officer. Yeah. Um, moving on to another piece of news that's been confirmed: German Conti has moved to Atlas in Mexico. Uh, Five hundred thousand is what I heard what the fee was, but it's it's on a loan, so he still belongs to uh, to Benfica. Now uh, to uh, rumors and and some some things that have have not been confirmed and this is n- not in any specific order. We talked about earlier about Vlacodimus and Ajax's uh, interest in Vlacodimus. Benfica has set that price at 20 million uh, for Vlacodimus. Uh, Bruno Guimarães from Atlético Paranaense, uh, standout player of the Brasileirão. Uh, elected what uh, the best that one of the MVPs, one of the best players in the Brazil era. He was voted best midfielder. Best midfielder. He is a he is an eight. Uh, so uh, the rumor is that Benfica will uh, acquire him for 20 million, but he may not arrive in 20 until uh, December. Uh, there's other big sharks sniffing around, wanting uh, his interest. I know that Atletico Madrid was mentioned, but he did say that that has gone cold. Uh, but there was other teams out there. Uh, to me, it, I don't know if it makes sense to bring Brun Guimarães right now, cons- considering how how deep Benfica center midfield is right now. Uh, Jetson to West Ham on a loan with a possible option is another uh, piece of news that's out there. Um, our own uh, friend uh, Keaton Parks rumored to be uh, signing on a permanent deal. Uh, at what I, NYCFC. Um, what else? Uh, Faisa has Sivaspor and Basakshir uh, interested in him. Those were the number uh, one and two teams in Turkey right now. They're interested in his in his services. Uh, Elias Pereira, Argentinian left back, young left back, uh, is set to to go to Benfica B as a trial uh, to see if he can make. Um, if he can make the the main team, uh, what else am I missing here? 
the big one today. Raul Tomash. Yeah, we already mentioned that. 22 million sold to uh to Barcelona's Espanyol. Uh so that's two two more million than um than we bought him for. So certainly it is uh it, it is a good deal, right? If we can make money off of him. Uh and it, this this move is actually in, in, in Cristiano's been going nuts uh here before we uh we turned on mics about this Raul Tomas thing. Uh certainly there's there's some divided um, opinions uh, on Hold Tomaj and in, in his in his exit. My feeling is that um, despite the chances that he he got in the playing time that he got, especially in the beginning of the season, he has not yet been a player that's f- found comfort in the system that we play in, or uh, a system that's kind of catered to his skills and this is from early on and then as he progressed and not had the success not hit the back of the net his his confidence has really gone down to the point that the guy is scoring goals and he's not really he's not even celebrating uh certainly there's wait, wait, there's, there's scoring goals i mean the guy's got what, three goals i mean let's slow goals. down like let's not act like the guy's 10 goals he scored three goals well, he, scored, in, in, he scored one goal in 17 no and he didn't celebrate that's that's the yeah, goal and, that, that's well the he didn't against Vitor Estuvo because didn't matter if they won 10-0 due to Gimenez's other result on the other game they weren't going to advance so i think anyone who came out i remember that week vividly anyone who came out and criticized him and Jota for not celebrating his ass well, Jota celebrated Jota kissed he the kissed, badge and that was yeah. it but at the end of the day it's in the game that didn't matter why celebrate? Why act like a buffoon? Like, yeah, like I just conquered the world when no matter what you do, you're not advancing. Well, goal for him is huge. For him is huge. But look, I don't think he's blind. I think he sees that one guy scored 30 plus goals last year in the team then went on to win the championship. And the other guy that brought was brought in at the same time as he was, that he was actually behind in the pecking order has been absolutely lights out of lately. And he's taking the most, he's taking advantage of his opportunity. So uh, again, for anyone that's crying, that Roll the Tomas is leaving now. Please spare me. Please. The guy's had his opportunities. He sees the writing on the wall. He's had plenty of opportunities to make good. He hasn't been good. Look, I don't care if he's played out of position. At the end of the day, a soccer player is a soccer player. Yeah, unless he's playing at left back at central. No, he's playing as a second striker, for Christ's sake. He wasn't exactly playing at, at a totally you know, a uh, different position, expecting different out. Look, he's playing up top. He didn't take advantage of his opportunities. And I think Benfica is very wise to go ahead and get that money back. And on top of it, as you mentioned, get an additional 2.5 mil. If he scores five goals as another man, which that's how much confidence they got in him that if he scores five goals, they're going to get him. I mean, come on. The guy is just a shattered player, has not been successful at Benfica. And again, I don't think there's any shame on Benfica's part to admit that maybe this is not going to work out. And if we could recoup our money, let's get rid of this guy as soon as possible before it comes back and we are stuck with him at the end of the season. And recoup we did. Now let's uh, let's hope that we actually get paid by uh, Espanol. And, and Chris brought up a good point well, when, I, when I asked Espanol doesn't have 20 million to play, 22 million to play to pay a player, to pay Benfica rather. But Cristiano said they got that, that La Liga TV rights they money. Well, they, they, they don't get the cut like Real Madrid and Barcelona's of the world, but they get a nice cut. Have you seen the renovations? And they've they've, they've they also a, sold two players. 
players they've renovated this offseason. They beautiful stadium. They make money. Look, they make more money than everyone in Portugal outside of maybe Porto and Benfica. And that's and even Porto is just not making a lot of money. But let's not forget, they're still playing in La Liga. They're still getting some of that TV money. Not as much as Benfica, but they're still getting quality money. Let's not act like they're crying poor here, ladies and gentlemen. Does yeah. this mean uh, Ferreira is coming back to Benfica? Because he's also there on loan uh, right now at Espanyol as well. Well, here's my uh, my theory, right? So yes, it's twenty two million. They're gonna drop the. They, it's gonna be twenty two million, maybe twenty three million for both players. That's what it's gonna be. They're gonna drop down Ferreira's uh, price, uh, and uh, Espanyol is gonna take him. Cristiano, what if Ferreira? And Hardy T light up La Liga. I'll be happy for them. I don't care. They're not on my team. The fact of the matter is that they went, when they weren't wearing my colors, they struggle. And look, Freda is a guy that's cost me dearly here because when he came on, I was ecstatic about his addition to the football club. But unfortunately, his intensity for Portuguese football or whatever the hell it was, he just didn't come to play at Benfica. And Benfica was smart enough to get rid of him and Castillo. He didn't adapt to that bumble tactics. He didn't adapt to it. Uh, and Benfica saw the writing on the world uh, on the wall, got the rid of him, too. got rid of Castillo right away. Castillo, by the way, I don't know if you know, he's rumored to come to the Red Bulls. Castillo, by the way, was was was, was rumored to uh, be out with some TV presenter and got caught. And apparently uh, she was presenting him on TV. She was presenting him with something. I am sure it wasn't on TV, but he got in trouble with his club because he was caught out with that with that young lady. Dave, what what are your thoughts on uh, RDT's departure? Uh, Benfica is just cutting. Uh, not you can't even say cutting their losses, but they they realize they're not going to get a, a bigger return on their uh, investment. Uh, it's potentially twenty two million. So in theory, we're going to make two million. But when you take away all the agent fees and commissions, they're pretty much breaking even on this. Uh, this deal here. When you say two million, that's what objectives he has to score five goals. No. <laughs> he has to score five goals, and they also have to uh, avoid relegation. Uh, relegation, I believe. That that's another one, and another Is it twenty and gonna, million plus incentives. It's twenty million plus incentives, so they're gonna get the twenty million five for goals. sure. And then it's five goals, they get a million. That's a sure bet. Avoid relegation. <laughs> That's how much confidence they got. In them. <laughs> That's uh, right. Uh, avoid, avoid relegation is another million, and then depending on how many appearances, they get five hundred thousand. So again, look. Let's what's not what's? I want to see what Espanol is doing. Renato They're Sanchez. in twentieth right now. Is Renato, that the dead last? Yeah, that's dead last. Renato Fuck Sanchez this. was sold for like seventy-five mil, which Benfica only saw thirty-five mil up front. <laughs> they had to meet the clauses, so the objectives are huge. But that goes to show you. How much confidence they get? Like, yo, I saw cinco, you give me a, it's not 10. We're talking about five goals. I mean, One million for five goals, man. That's, um, I mean, the guys, well, we pay, we pay 20 million for three goals. So three goals. there you go. Exactly. So Benfica, that's, that's cheap, right? One mil for five, 20 million for three is expensive. Yeah. It's, it feels like we're, uh, selling raffle tickets for a draw here, but, uh, yeah, the I think they're they're smart that they're they're cutting their losses, trying to recuperate uh, at least the investment, the initial investment, and uh, this might have been uh, the cost that they had to uh, make with the Real Madrid uh, for um, the Garay deal way back uh, a couple of years ago. So if they solve that uh, by paying twenty million for RDT, and now we get uh, twenty million from uh, Espanol plus uh, potential incentives. At the end of the day, just uh, 
clean our hands and move on. But uh, I think we all we all expected a lot of a, a lot from him with his price tag, and especially that was our first uh, big uh, acquisition after selling Juan Felix. So I think the uh, expectations were really high on him, and uh, it's not that we didn't give him chances. He definitely uh, had his chances to play with the uh, starting eleven, but uh, he just didn't perform. So and Dave, at the end of the day, Dave, like Dave, let's be honest. The only people who are going to be upset in Lisbon of losing this caliber of play in Raul de Tomas is the Rite Aids of the world and the CBS, the pharmacies who sell gel because they're going to be out of a gel customer, a customer that spends tons of money on gel for his hair. I think those are going to be the only people weeping because any real Benfica looks at it and sees, look, this guy right now is the third option. Whether you think he's a good player or a bad player, it doesn't matter. The only one that matters is the Brun Lage, which is he's the third option. Now, again, I'm still interested in seeing will Benfica reinvest some of this money that they're getting in? That's what I was Are they going to bring in another player? There's heard of rumors, silly rumor, Mariano Diaz from Real Madrid. I think that would be a dream come true. But again, we need to wait. We got, what's today? The eighth. Will seven. you, seven. will you put on the board, the board at swimsuit if that? Uh, Diaz comes to Benfica. No, no, I'm not. Listen, I learned, I learned my lesson from my boy Duarte, who's running around with a schlong hanging around in Lisboa today. He said some ludicrous stuff. I learned it with Varela because I think Varela, that guy will never get sold. And I mean, you could, the guy could get transferred 20 times over the next 20 years and it won't amount to 15 million euros. So I'm pretty confident in saying I'll put on the Borat suit for him. But right now, the way Benfica has been attacking. Uh, this 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 transfer window with the rumors of Bruno Guimarães with the rumors of cock from uh, Germany that the, the 21 international center back. You can't say that on a podcast. It's a dirty word. That's his name. What's his name? Now you're just trying to set me up. Now it's going to sound dirty, but at first, you know. So I, I think Benfica is attacking um, this transfer window with the right mindset. Uh, mindset, I should say. And and look, we've seen crazy things. I did not. So you're expect, very excited about my, uh, the, the the oh the possibility of, the possibility of, yeah, of Mariano I, because I think if he comes in, I think at some point he will he will be a starter. I right. think he will look. Vinicius been lights out, but I think if uh, Mariano Diaz was to find himself on this roster, I think uh, I'm very comfortable in saying that he would uh, find a way to be the starting yeah. uh, guy. Now I don't know if you guys read this or not, but I just I read uh, earlier today that Benfica was also looking at uh, Milan's uh, Piatek, uh, the Polish striker. Up top there too. Uh, Milan's looking for thirty million. Uh, they just brought in Ibrahimovic, and they're using uh, Rafa Liao there as well. So Piatek might be on his way out of Milan as well. And Benfica's been uh, looking at that as well. Yeah, Cristiano, you're the Milan uh, expert. What do you think? No, I don't think I. Don't, I, I, doubt. I. Whoever came up with that, I think they're just uh, you know throwing names at the wall, hoping once they. I don't. I, I think there's still plenty of interest uh, from other teams in uh, Serie A. Uh, and that was a huge investment by Milan. I, I don't think they're in the business of losing money. Um, and we know they've lost a lot over the last couple of years. Yeah. So uh, we shall see. I, I just think it's going to be hard for me if you could pick up another striker, being that they only play with the one striker setup. Um, I just think that it's uh, it's pointless. Anyway, um, turning our attention now to... Uh, oh, oh, one thing that I wanted to mention. Bifika opened up their training um to the fans at Stade Luge on New Year's Day and they had approximately 22,000 people in the stands uh so quite nice and and I hope that and albeit this being something that was not started by Bifica I don't believe um yeah, that Bifica continues as well, 4, con continues opening the the 
the stadium doors for the first practice of the year. I think that's that's very nice and allows families to get out there uh, and not be afraid to get hit by uh, by a flare. Um, anyway, uh, turning our attention now to um, to Avish, which uh, happens this Friday as Benfica will uh, have a game midweek next week for the Portuguese Cup. Um, Friday, 7 p.m. local at Stade Luz. Avish is currently in last place. Dave, what's what's Avish been up to besides being in last place? Nothing. They've got six points, six points from 15 games this season. So two wins and uh, 13 uh, losses. And uh, uh, historically, we've uh, pretty much dominated against the Avish uh, with 14 uh, wins and two draws. So it's at home. It's on a Friday. I don't see why not they uh, they don't bring out uh, Weigel to uh, to start and uh, get his uh, his career going against the last place uh, team who's uh, struggling this year. So get him uh, some some minutes against this team and uh, get him prepared for uh, Sporting uh, later on uh, next week. Right. Um, so what else uh, do we got coming up in uh, in a month of um, of January? Yeah, so then after uh, Friday's match on uh, Tuesday the 14th, we have uh, Riwa for the uh, TAS uh, at uh, 4.15 Eastern Standard Time. That would be 9.45 uh, Portuguese time. Uh, then after that, we go to the Avalad on Friday the 17th to face Sporting. Again, a 9.45 time uh, in Portugal, 4.15 Eastern Standard Time here. Uh, in Canada and the United and uh, the United States, and then we finish up January on the 26th, a Sunday match against Pashus de Ferreira, and we got to go up north for that one. Yeah, yeah. So, so quite a, a busy uh, month of January for uh, for Benfica with uh, with the matchup uh, against Sporting in the same uh, jornada that play uh, that Porto will play the new and improved Braga. 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 You know Braga means in Spanish? Cuecas. Cuequinha, garoto. Vamos lá, cara. Puxa pro lado. Oh, uh, yo, Ruben Amorim, for all those that criticize he didn't have his coaching badges, I think he should have stolen all his coaching badges he, and shove them. He, he got that 7-1 result sitting on the bench. Imagine if he was on the <laughs> line. That might have been 14. If I was uh, the other team, if I was sporting, I'd be uh, concerned about the Braga. They might be on their heels pretty soon. Well, the good thing about Sporting is that no matter how many games they lose throughout the year, every couple of years they add a title. So they just added another one this week in season 1937. They're just phenomenal. They have them all lined up on the bus. They um, have more without, titles on their bus than they have in the trophy case. They haven't won an actual title on the field since 2001, but some way, somehow, they've won no, like they won six or seven. Liga, dude. No, I'm talking about Capinacho, bro. <laughs> so anyway, we got we got a message from uh from Bagel. How's the second one? Contamos contigo. Contamos contigo. One more time and I get it. Sexta feira, contamos contigo. Pelo Benfica. Pronto. You know what that sounded like? That it. You know what that sounded like? 
Sexta-feira. Want to take a wild guess who that sound like? A friend of ours. Pedgy. Yeah, kind of sound like I, I could hear. It. I, could, I could hear. Without it, that knowing that was Vigo, I would have guessed. Shout it was out Peggy. to Peggy. Peggy, shout out. But Peggy speaks Australia. better Portuguese though. I didn't. Now you put words in my mouth. I said it sounds like him. I didn't say you know butchers the Portuguese language. I said it sounds like him. No. Hope Peggy's out there. He's doing well. He's doing well. Uh, obviously, everybody's uh, is aware of what's going on in Australia, and and uh, our our thoughts and. Certainly, our sympathy goes out to uh, our friends and our listeners in Australia that are dealing with some some extreme heat and and also those uh, those fires out there that are displacing a lot of people and also uh, certainly killing a lot of animals, a lot of kangaroo, a lot less kangaroos jumping around these days, and and certainly the pictures that we've seen have, have been um, have been uh, very touching. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> that is all that we got for you uh, this week. Hey, maybe next time we're back on the podcast. No, uh, no Benfica play discussion. Oh, yeah. let's talk about Benfica play. Uh, Benfica did launch uh, their Benfica Netflix at the at the as they were calling it. It launched what on the fourth, Cristiano? Was it on the fourth? This week, man. Last week. It was last the third. Third. It was no? the third. So it launched yeah, on, on yes, you know, Friday. Thursday, Friday. Whatever. So anyway, um, it did. They did launch. Um, they're giving, I think, a month free trial for for people who want to check that out uh i think that that for us that live here in in the in the united states of america in the american continent the amount and look again i'm just presuming the amounts uh, to sign up for for a year um is relatively cheap right because it's what is it 20 20 us dollars for, for saucy for saucy. 20 euros 20 euros which that's not 20 us dollars like it's, it's 19 something yeah so and and yes no nah, i don't know what you guys would yeah, probably, yeah, probably. it's like 22 bucks um nah. but uh the thing is that i i've I've watched it. The content is is very good, very well produced. And if you're not a saucy, it's 30 euros per year. If you're not a saucy, 16 for yeah. Six you know months. what? Sign up for um, sign up for a free month. Uh, check it out if if you like it. It's it certainly. I got to tell you, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying the content that I've that I've seen so far. Uh, I've seen a, a couple features. One of them was uh, Vinicius. Uh, then they had another one back uh, the the backstage at the open practice. Then they had the the a good interview with John Felix. They they went to Spain bro, and interviewed John Felix. Couple. There's only a couple of bro. Uh, there, there's a few th there's a few things. The content needs to to get uh, they need to increase the volume on the content. But certainly, but you know what the good news is? What is the good news? We're available. We're available. Yeah. Benfica. Fala para mim, cara. We're, well, if Benfica's listening to the podcast and to you, this certain, certainly could uh, Fala pra nós. could uh, could touch base with us. Uh, certainly, aí, Tamo junto. we 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 could do uh, video content. We also have a wonderful person that does video editing, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, and and like I said, we're, and he's we're got available. A face to stay behind the camera. Yeah, and we could do content in English. So your your platform. <laughs> We could do English, uh, Portuguese, Brazilian, uh, you know, all of that. Anyway. <laughs> that was in line about the polyglotta part. What about some Italian? pizza, <laughs> pepperoni. So anyway, yeah. So just go in and check that out, man. Uh, like I said, the, the content is, is nice. 
Uh, it's decent. Um, so uh, I'm enjoying it. And for 20 bucks, some 20 bucks a year. Yeah, send me a password, guys. It's nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, so the deal is that you could have it on four devices. You can't have uh, have it on devices uh, at, the same time. at the same time. So you could have it not in your laptop. You could have it in your, tried. on your tablet. Not yeah. saying that you tried. We haven't tried. We haven't, yeah. we haven't well, tried, we but that's what they it says on the disclaimer. So I act, I have it on my phone, uh, tablet, computer, whatever. Anyway, that is all that we got for you this week. Dave, anything you wanted to add? No, no, just, uh, yeah, my initial thoughts, just not enough, not enough content right now. I think they could have announced that they were coming out with this, build it up for a couple of months, and then rele release the uh, platform with a lot of uh, all those content uh, available because right now I pretty much watched all the videos on there, and a lot of them seem uh seem to be just a lot of uh things that could they could have just posted on their own youtube page to be honest but uh yeah I'm, at least the price point is good so i'll, I'll keep uh subscribing and pay i uh, yeah i thought the jean, jean felix thing was uh was pretty good that was uh some uh i don't want to spoil it for anyone but it starts with him calling jeanish on his phone and John is puts puts him on speaker. So Aye, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so anyway, um, don't forget to, to catch us on uh, social media. Cristiano is at 10 CO 10 hit up Benfica. Let them know we're available for the new content <laughs> at Benfica podcast at 87 DO 87 is where you can find uh, Dave at talking to the doll with the being D a, uh, change that, bro. Yeah, change. I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna. My one, uh, my one resolution for this year, for 2020, I want to uh, spend at least one day per week off Twitter, of social media. Twitter free. All social media. I do more than that. Insta, IG, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I don't go a lot on Facebook. What about porn sites? That's not social that, media. That's not social media. That, that doesn't count. That's educational purposes. Um, Bifiga, uh, podcast.com. Don't forget to check out our friends and uh, something that we're, we're part of. Um, BifigaIndependent.com. Uh, if you are interested in writing content for Bifiga Independent in any language, send nudes. Uh, please, uh, please oh, get in bad. touch. I, I made a mistake. <laughs> I was reading the wrong thing. Please get in touch with, uh, with me, uh, Bifiga podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're looking for 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 content, uh, especially in other languages and also in Portuguese. If you're interested, uh, for the site, uh, we want to make sure that that site has plenty of content so people go and check it out. We can find our podcast there, uh, Brinco, Benfica FM, uh, among other other uh, shows that are on there and, and articles and and all that good stuff. That's all we have. Next week we'll be back on uh, Tuesday. Benfica plays on Wednesday. Plays for the Tasa on Wednesday, Dave. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, they play next Tuesday. Okay, so we will be back uh, maybe Wednesday, maybe Tuesday, maybe. And you Wednesday. never know. Benfica will have signed by then. Maybe Messi's a Benfica. You never know. I'll run naked for him. You run naked for Messi? You go on record right now. Yeah, I'll run. How many miles? Twenty. Twenty miles. Oh, I can't run that far, dude. Don't worry about it. And, I'll figure and, it out. And running on a treadmill doesn't count. It would have to be on a street. No, butt naked. Butt naked on the street. Butt naked. Messi. Butt naked on the street. No, no treadmill over there. Stadio Luz, around the Stadio Luz. Vou fazer 20 milhas à volta do Estádio Luz. O Estádio Luz é perigoso, sabes porquê? Vinha a água, a água e a vitória e pensava que era uma minhoca. Take care, everyone.